Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Besides rare finds, secret shows, whether it's a musty concert or a must-have coin, curious types crave interesting experiences. Bittrex is a cryptocurrency exchange empowering traders to feed their curiosity. With more than 100 tokens and unparalleled security, Bittrex offers a platform for next big thing discoverers to dive in. Get ready to trade beyond the trend. Discover more at bittrex.com. Trading involves significant risk of loss and is not suitable for all individuals. Carefully consider your level of experience and risk before trading. Bittrex is a cryptocurrency exchange empowering traders to feed their curiosity. With more than 100 tokens and unparalleled security, Bittrex offers a platform for next big thing discoverers to dive in. Get ready to trade beyond the trend. Discover more at bittrex.com. Trading involves significant risk of loss and is not suitable for all individuals. Carefully consider your level of experience and risk before trading. To savvy business life unscripted with your host christina rivera where our guests share their wisdom and valuable business tips empowering our audience to expand their personal potential hi jackie reese and lauren weinberg welcome to savvy broadcasting life unscripted how are you both this evening Amazing. Thank you. <laughs> Great. Happy to be here. I'm so grateful to have you both here. You have loads of experience in business and you've written a wonderful book together, uh, Self Made Boss, and it can go to selfmadeboss.com. We'll talk more about that later. Um, but I'd like when we get started here that each of you share a little bit about your backstory so we know where we're jumping out from. So I'll let you start first, Jackie. Sure. So first, I'm from Atlantic City, New Jersey, proudly. And um, I grew up behind the counter of my parents' retail pharmacy. So I grew up in, a, in learning small business um, in the most foundational of ways, um, working from age six on. I went to University of Pennsylvania. I worked on Wall Street for 20 years. And then I transitioned to tech. So I was an executive at Yahoo. And then I was one of the executives who helped build Square, take it public and build the company um, into the powerhouse it is today. Wow. And uh, Lauren, where, where, where did you come about? 
So um, very close to Jackie, I'm from Philly and we both share our love of Philly cheesesteaks. So it's one of the things that we first met each other that we realized uh, that we bonded over. Um, and I went to school in Atlanta, worked in media, but on the tech side of media for my entire career, um, met Jackie at Yahoo. After Yahoo, I started my own business. So um, had a lot of empathy for business owners. And then I went to Square and I've been at Square for five years and I currently run marketing and communications there. Well, it's great that we have both of you here because Jackie, you have the background of finance, which every business needs if you're going to be successful. And Lauren, you're the chief marketing officer, which if you want to get your word out there and get, get good sales, you really need, need to get a grasp on. Um, but today we're going to discuss tips for small businesses, whether you're just getting out of the gate or you've been in business and you want to grow and thrive. You're going to offer some tips for our audience. Um, now, I want to ask you both, and I'll start with Lauren, what have you found um, through your work in both corporate and running a business that are some of the mistakes business owners make when they first come out of the, the gate? That's a good question. So I think, you know, we talk a lot about how to take the first step. And I think that one of the things that people do is to not have a plan coming out of the gate or to not have a nest egg of money that's saved up. And so one of the things that we talk about in Self-Made Boss and is the first chapter is about getting started. So identifying a need, a problem that you see, that's great. So I think some people, people go into business for all kinds of reasons. Sometimes you just really don't want to work for somebody else. Sometimes it's a family business that's been around for generations. Sometimes you're just really passionate about something and it's all you want to do. And other times, like you see this need and you just really want to go solve it. And so I would say in each of the, those cases, like know who you're building for, make sure that you have some savings and you have a business plan in place so that when you get out of the gate, you sort of know what you're getting into because mm -hmm. there's going to be a lot of different obstacles and things that come your way. And I can say from my own experience, when I started my business, which was consulting, like I knew how to get clients. I knew how to do the work. I didn't know how to get paid ironically. And so I remember when I got my first like piece of work and somebody said, how should I pay you? And I thought, oh this is a really good question. Like, how are you going to pay me? And um, then I had to create an LLC and I had to get a bank account. And then I had to think about how I actually want to get paid. So I think there's a lot to really digest when you take that first step. I love that you say this, Lauren, because I think people think I'm good at this. So I'm just, it's a business. Uh, I, I make soups. That's great. But now there's so much more that you have to think about who are who's going to want your soup? Where are you selling it to stores, individuals? Um, how are you going to finance getting all that soup out there? Uh, there's so much to think about. And I love that you say, okay, consulting. So you're, you're presenting a information or service. How are you going to get paid for that? And I think for myself too, I had the same problem. They said, well, you know, how do I pay? I'm like, PayPal, I guess. Uh, so I'd love for you to jump in here, Jackie, and sh share some of the financial things that businesses should think yeah. about like payment. Let me make one comment though, on what you've just touched on, which is, um, entrepreneurs usually have a passion around what they do and they really want to pursue the passion, but then there are a myriad of things they need to do and act in order to execute their business. So they have to manage the finances. They have to deal with hiring. They have to deal with all kinds of complexities, um, that they never anticipated that keep them from doing 
what they want to do. So we should touch on hiring and HR and culture in a little bit. Mm-hmm. But let me start on the financial side. You know, Lauren made the comment about having a nest egg. It's really important when you're starting a business to think through how much money you have in the bank to get by. How many months of life can you live with whomever you support to give yourself a sustainable and comfortable lifestyle so that you are not up stressed every night? And you have to make sure you've done the math. And it's really simple to say, can I afford it? If not, should I hold off? Should I do it in a different way? And then you have to ask the question of, can I get additional financing, either equity financing or borrow money in order to help support what you're doing to just get started? Sometimes you just need a down payment. You need to buy equipment. You need to buy inventory. And you have to think through where those initial expenses are coming from in addition to early cash flow. So mm-hmm. You do a service, you don't get paid for it immediately. You have to think through that dynamic early on of what's that cash flow lag of getting money in the bank. And so that's all part of the equation from a financial point of view, how to get started. Um, and so why don't I stop there? We can go into then how to how to operate financially uh, when you're bigger, but, but yeah. I'll stop there. No, that was uh, superb advice because I I think a lot of people just think I got a passion and and I think they wrongly assume that once I put the product, service or information out there, I'm going to get paid pretty quick. That's not always the case. Sometimes things come up and they always do that you don't anticipate. And now you're like, rent's coming up. And I love what you say. I think the first thing to get a handle on, because I also come at the financial angle of it is what are your monthly expenses? You ask some people and they're like, eh, I think it's kind of this. A lot of times we spend money on frivolous things. So what is your base, like your bottom line that you need to have monthly in order to operate? Absolutely. You know, we're also going into a really confusing time period, you know, with what's going on with the war in Ukraine and the economy and rates changing. And I think it would be prudent for businesses, everybody, even if they're doing really well right now, to ask themselves what happens if their business falls 10%, 20%, 30%, like in their mind, can they actually think through what they would do if we hit a downturn or who we had a changing economic climate? Because it feels like a really confusing and challenging time right now. Mm-hmm. And I think that's worth the brain exercise to make sure you've thought through that plan and it doesn't become a panic moment once it actually transpires. Yeah, no, I totally get you. Great advice. Now we're going to angle into you. You have a love. You've gotten the finances down. You've maybe hired a few people. How do you begin to get the message out? Now we're going to go into marketing. How do we really get a a message out and a brand established? I know people contact me. Oh, I got my website. How do you like the colors? I'm like, well, did that really speak to driving people to your product? I think sometimes I I know myself included in the beginning, we're focused on so many things that were maybe not as important to grow the business, like your business cards or website colors. Um, So I'd love for you to share a little bit of your expertise, Lauren. Yeah. So I personally think that the most important thing to do when you're starting your business is to think about every experience and interaction that your customers have with your brand and really wowing them 
with that experience because the best kind of marketing, especially when you're getting started, is free marketing, which is word of mouth. And so I think if you have an amazing experience and you've thought about the details, like if you're opening a store, for example, what's the aesthetic? What kind of service? The people that you hire, every single element of your brand or of your business is an extension of your brand and an opportunity for you to make a connection with your customers. So I think part of your business plan should be knowing your audience and what's important to them so that when you start to offer up your experience, it's really tailored to who you know your audience is. And so I think that's the first place, which is if somebody has an amazing experience, like when you love a product or you love somebody who does your hair, you want to tell other people about it. And so I think that's really the first thing, which is create remarkable experiences that people are going to want to talk about because that can kind of get your flywheel going in terms of driving new customers Mm -hmm. in a really organic way. When you're ready to think about paid marketing, I think it's about, again, you know, I would say start small, think about who your audience is, where they spend time, because as a business owner, you only have so much time. So I would say like, you don't want to be on every single channel. It's going to completely overwhelm you. And you already have a lot to think about. So I would understand your customers, where they spend time, what they care about. And then I always talk about this thing and Jackie's probably going to laugh, but it's the with them, the what's in it for me, which is whatever you're communicating to your customers, you should always be thinking about what's in it for them. So if you're communicating like a promotion or a sale, make sure that whatever you're communicating is communicating something that will be valuable to your audience, especially if you're going to start to put some paid momentum behind your marketing. Wow. We have some folks in the book. So we have a photographer, we have a designer, we have many marketing experts who actually use the frameworks that Lauren just talked about, but make it incredibly pragmatic for businesses to understand whether that's, do you know how to photograph your item or your food that's going on your website? How do you make it look great? And so what we've included in the in our book is incredibly pragmatic, realistic examples of how to translate some of these concepts into reality. Oh, I, I love that you mentioned that, uh, Jackie. And you know, what's interesting as well. Some businesses will be like, well, I, I do t-shirts. Another person said I did cards. How the heck do you get personable with someone who buys your cards online? And one business owner told me recently uh, that they pack everything meticulously with tissue paper for their, you know, for their shirts. And then they put them in a nice box with a little sticker. The other gal puts a little teeny note in there for her client. And so there are ways to make it personable uh, without taking a lot of time, but also to show your customer that, yeah, you mean something to me and let them, you know, that personal touch that's often missing. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. It's all a signal. Mm -hmm. Every element of what you included in there is a signal from your website all the way through to how long it took for delivery. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of those operational pieces really matter also. We haven't touched on that yet. Mm-hmm. But there's a chapter in the book on operations, and we talk through the story of Shabika's olive oil and Modesto. Mm-hmm. And in the pandemic, people changed the way they were buying food and they were more comfortable buying it online. So he realized he had more of an e-commerce opportunity. And in, in realizing that, he then needed to change the shape of the bottles of olive oil so that it fit more neatly into packaging 
and he could get it to consumers more quickly. And so here's an example of an incredibly well-functioning business that had the opportunity to rethink something fundamental like packaging and shipping in order to make the business more efficient and make a customer much happier because they were getting it with more expedited shipping uh, that was more reasonably priced. Mm. I love that. And you know what's interesting, both of you, I have a favorite bakery in New York City that during the pandemic couldn't open its doors um, in New York City. But what they did in very short order, in less than a month, they were up and going and they were mailing their goods, FedEx. And boy, was I happy because they're... <laughs> Seven grams, by the way, if you're ever in, um, and, uh, I think it was uh, Madison Avenue um, on 38th Street. Awesome, awesome pastries. But uh, so they got, got up and going and their boxes were very neat and selling their coffees. And so there are ways and opportunities that many businesses took advantage of logistically to get out there and take advantage of the new opportunity of uh, taking it online. Um, so what are some of the missteps, missteps you might've seen, uh, Lauren, with regards to marketing especially new business owners? I think it, it's really just getting involved in too many channels. So a lot of what I hear from business owners is like, I'm really overwhelmed by all the social media channels and I'm on Instagram and I'm on TikTok and I'm on Facebook and I'm on Twitter. And I think like my advice would be to start with like a few because the truth is, is that you do really need to tailor your content for the platform that you're on. So I would say, depending on your business, you can really think about which channel makes the most sense for you. So Instagram is a very visual channel. So if you are in the beauty industry or the food and beverage industry or the retail industry, Instagram is a very logical choice for you. You can create like a shop on Instagram. If you're a retailer, you can show your all of your inventory in a really beautiful visual way there. If you're a trainer, for example, maybe it makes more sense for you to invest more time in TikTok, right? Because people are can watch your videos and really engage with you there. So I think the advice is like start small and not try to do everything all at one time. Um, I do think that there are amazing self-service tools that are available to business owners, mm -hmm. but I think that it can be overwhelming to try to use all of them. And then I would say use your data, right? I think like a lot of times it can be hard to know what's working and what's not working. And the great thing about a lot of the things that we're talking about is they're all digital. There's built-in analytics for all of them. So look at when you when you put content up, like what kind of views are you getting on that content? Um, is it driving people to your site? Are people buying things directly from some of your posts? And use that data to make your like your your content and the and the stuff that you're posting better and better. And I think the last thing I would say is develop a schedule and just really commit to what you're going to do and know what it is in advance. And I think it can be like something like Mondays, you talk about a product. Wednesdays, you talk about an employee. Fridays, you talk about like a community event or a promotion that's upcoming. Mm -hmm. And if you know that every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, this is your schedule, what you're going to talk about, you can start to plan it out in advance. Because I think to your point, there's always something, there's always something that's going to come your way when you run a business, like something that you didn't anticipate, something broke, somebody caught out sick, like, mm -hmm. you know, there's a million things that you have to deal with. And so the more you can sort of just programmatize your marketing strategy and the content that you want to put up there, I think the easier it will be for you to not then start to kind of put it on the back burner and then forget about it. Awesome. 
Awesome points. I know that that's one thing that we could all get sticky with. You get uh, busy with with uh, life and then you forget to move forward. And I, I love that just having a pre-strategy. I know that we revamped two years ago and put ourselves on a tight kind of schedule and, and um, system that makes it very simple to kind of do what we do. Um, but that and I like that you also mentioned, Lauren, the not putting yourself everywhere. Some people are on Twitter or Facebook and I'm like, are your people there? Or are you just talking to the wind? I mean, do you want to be spending time hollering and screaming out in Twitter if no one in that universe is listening to what you have to sell? That's true. I think the other thing to consider also is that it does take time to build an audience and build a following, which is why the frequency matters, especially yeah. early on. So I think that the only other thing I would say is like, don't give up, right? Mm -hmm. You're not going to, I mean, you could have an amazing piece of viral content that gets a million followers right away, but that's kind of like there's few and far between, mm -hmm. but you know, the more consistently you do it, the better you'll get at it too. And so I would say, don't be afraid to really put yourself out there and expect that like, you may have a few duds that don't get a lot of engagement. A, you can always delete those posts and B, like everybody's moving on. And so you'll mm -hmm. learn as you go. And so I think just really getting yourself out there is the, is the key there and not being afraid to take risks and then be patient and yeah. wait and see. And as long as you're making progress, I think you're headed in the right direction. Yeah, I, I love that you say that, Lauren. It, it's funny, early on, I was so scared to be out in front of people. I just posted a logo that I thought was so beautiful. I posted it everywhere. And then for months and months, I was getting no feedback, really very minimal uh, contact. And then finally, I put up a picture of myself, very small one. And I got like 10 people going, it's great to meet you. Um, because no one responds to a logo. They're like, what the heck is that? You know, so yeah, really be comfortable with meeting and greeting and kind of getting yourself out there. Even personally, you can, as you're out and about and you're running a business, you can be at the grocery store and what do you do? Oh, well, I have a business. It's a consulting business. La la la. Really don't be scared to just, you know, make yourself known. We or have to make that part of your, oh, sorry, Jackie. I was going to say, make that part of your content strategy, yeah. which is everybody loves a backstory, right? Like mm -hmm. you started off and asked Jackie and I, like, where are we from? Right. And mm -hmm. I think that that's the same information that people want to know about businesses as well. Like, where are you from? Why are you doing this? Why is your product better? Like, how do you think about this differently? And so I think that 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 with social in particular, it's a great opportunity for business owners to really like make it personal, connect with people. The more people connect, feel connected to you personally, the more that increases your chances of seeing repeat business of them developing a relationship with you and having that loyalty. Absolutely. Jackie? We have a, we have a roofer on our, in our book. And her name is Letitia Hankey. Mm -hmm. And um, she runs a company called ARS. It's Roofing Gutters and Solar. It's in Santa Rosa, California. Mm -hmm. And she has on her website, her mission, a picture of her, a note from her, a little bit about a nonprofit she started. And this is someone who runs a roofing and construction business. And I think it's a really interesting example of an entrepreneur who's super successful by putting herself out there and making sure that people know who she is as the entrepreneur backing her own business. Yeah. It's a great story. Hers, um, it, you know, she's one of our amazing stories in the book and someone we highlight in multiple chapters because there are so many places where her business shines. 
I love that. And you know, it's one thing to realize you are whatever you're selling the product service information. It's really all about you. You're the you're behind it. And uh, people want to connect with people. So you know, and of course, you want to solve a problem for them, but they're connecting. When I have someone on the show, some people just send me Oh, here's our logo. Here's our company. No, 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 no. They want to see you who are they going to be talking to today and listening to today. So I don't want anyone to leave without finding out how they can get their very own copy of self made boss. How can they do that? So they can go to selfmadeboss.com and they can learn more. They can go to Amazon. They can go to indie bookstores. They can go to Barnes and Noble. It's online. Lauren's got it up. Self-made boss. Yeah. Um, well, no, no. Go back hope- to her. When, uh, when you finish, I'm going to have her share so she can show you the big. Yeah. Oh, yeah. good. But it's, it's available online. Type in self-made boss and you can get it in multiple online bookstores. Awesome. Thank you, Jackie. And Lauren, uh, I know you have the book there. Uh, so this so is the book. book. This is what it looks like. It's very pretty and turquoise, um, very eye-catching. So yeah, you, as Jackie said, uh, if you want to find out more, go to selfmeboss.com. You can see more about the chapters, the businesses that we highlight, and all the ways that you can buy it. So you can buy it at a local bookstore, and you can get it in all the ways that you can buy books, essentially. Yes. And uh, I love the color. It's one of my favorite colors, aqua, so <laughs> turquoise. So I just have to thank you again, Lauren and Jackie, for coming to Savvy Broadcasting today. It's been a great pleasure meeting you both. Thank you so much. Thank you. We appreciate it. Thank Thank you. you so much for having us. Like, subscribe, and share this episode. To listen to more savvy episodes and savvy biz tips, go to www.lifeunscriptedradio.com. To find out about our paid sponsorship opportunities or how to become a guest, email Christina at lifeunscriptedradio.com. Download the BetMGM Sports app and place a $10 Moneyline wager on any NBA playoff game to win $200 in free bets if either team hits a three-pointer. Use code CHAMPION200. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Virginia only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-888-532-3500. Hurry into Mattress Firm. For a limited time, save up to $500 when you get a king bed for the price of a queen or a queen for a twin. Plus, get a free adjustable base with qualifying Sealy purchases up to a $499 value. Or get up to 60% off America's top-rated brands like Sealy Queen mattresses starting at $279.99 or Sleepies at $169.99. In stock for fast delivery, only at Mattress Firm. Restrictions apply. See store or mattressfirm.com for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 